Amen. Let's open our Bibles, please, to Proverbs chapter 16. We're going to begin reading in uh, verse 1. And uh, we're moving to uh, new studies. Uh, we're not going to be on the line of the Word unless something else comes up. Uh, Proverbs 16. And uh, tonight we're going to look at the sovereignty of God. Uh, Proverbs 16. We're going to read verses uh, 1 through 4. Proverbs 16, beginning in verse 1. The preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirits. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. The Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. So, uh, very important verse, verse 4. You ought to think about that. Memorize it if you can. Uh, dwell on it. Very, very important. The Lord hath made all things for himself, uh, yea, even the wicked, for the day of evil. And so uh, tonight we're going to consider uh, why would a holy, righteous God make uh, a creation in which evil would come? It's a very important question. Uh, so let's pray. Father, we pray that you bless the study. We yield your spirit. We pray that he would lead and guide us as what to say and how to say it, that he would lead and guide us into all truth. We pray that we would uh, consider these things and it would have a great impact on our lives. We realize that Power belongeth unto God. Help us. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. I want you to think about these things with me tonight. Uh, have a talk with you. Uh, this is the meat of the word. So if you don't like uh, ribeye or whatever, T-bone steak, you may not like this. Uh, this is not the milk of the word. But this has always intrigued me. I've thought about this for ever since I've been saved. But, uh, you know, I must confess that uh, I've been very troubled recently uh, because of uh, things that are going on in, uh, I'll call it current events. And to be honest, it's really bothered me. I'm very sad and uh, a little restless. If I were to be very honest, I've struggled with uh, anger issues, maybe uh, even a fearful heart, realizing what is happening uh, exponentially. I mean, before our very eyes, prophecies being fulfilled, and uh, it's been very sad for me. And I prayed and prayed and prayed about it. I still will. I have uh, thought about it, thought about it. And I've studied and studied, Lord willing, still will. But uh, recently I've had an epiphany, if you will, come to a realization uh, the Lord has given me great peace. And it's, it's nothing new. I already knew this. But the, the deepest things are the most simple. Um, but I've had trouble uh, considering these things. This is worse than ever. I mean, it's so unbelievable what's happening uh, with the uh, evil spirits are moving. 
But this isn't about people. This isn't about government at all. This isn't about America or uh, the international community. It's about one thing. This is all about God. And God is sovereign. And sovereign means uh, omnipotent or all-powerful. There's a verse, we had to memorize this when I got saved. Power belongeth unto God. Where is that? Psalm, uh, I should know that. But power belongeth unto God. There is no power that exists unless God willed it. Remember what Jesus said to uh, Pilate and then the Pharisees that you would have no power except it were given of you from my Father in heaven. So reach this uh, very simple conclusion. Um, I have nothing to fear. If God allows it, he's sovereign. And I have to accept that. And a lot of things I don't like, I disagree with it. Uh, it really makes me sad, troubles me, and makes me angry, frankly. But it's all about God. So we must just simply trust him. God is God, always was, always will be. There's a reason he's in control. Whatever happens, I accept it. Uh, whatever it is, uh, that means he is allowing it for a reason. And we could explain everything chronologically, uh, cause and effect sequence. We could study and explain it doctrinally. Men sinned against God, yielded to temptation, uh, were depraved in their nature. Satan is the God of this world. And we know all these things, but it's much more than that. God has a plan to get glory unto himself. And he said he will not give his glory unto another. Now, I had a fellow, many people actually through time, tell me I would never believe or trust and serve a, a God who is supposed to be a God of love, who would allow uh, sickness and disease and war and all these things. And those people basically are what I call narcissistic idolaters. They want a God they can understand. They want a God like they would want a God to be. But that's not God. God is a sovereign God. He's a holy God. Everything he does is uh, with a plan. So, you know, you think about it. Why, and I had a guy tell me this, Solon, one time. I would never believe in a God who would make a devil. Why would I serve a God who allows Satan to kill and to bring diseases and wickedness? He said he can't exist because no true loving God would make a devil. And, you know, I said God didn't make the devil. God made Lucifer, the anointed cherub that covereth and that Cherub was given free will and he rebelled against God and he, he made that decision. God did not make the devil. But if you look at this sovereignly, providentially, God knew it was going to happen. God is a God of foreknowledge. The Bible says Jesus was the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world. 
in, in the eyes of God, Jesus is dying on the cross before the foundation of the world was laid. And the Bible tells us in Peter that once the earth floated in water, whether you believe it or not, like a ball in an in a ocean, and then God hung it in uh, what we call outer space. He hung the, the earth. Christ had already died on the cross before he laid the foundation. So Christ wouldn't need to die on the cross if there was no devil, if there was no tempter, if there was no evil. And we read in the text, God hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Now, you either believe in God or you don't, and you believe in the Bible God or there is no God. And you can't have a God that you want to make up or some God uh, like you would have him to be. So, you know, think about it. God made Lucifer. He turned into the devil or Satan. Lucifer was created to guard the throne room of, of heaven. He was actually above the throne as one of the beasts. But now what does he do? He wars against heaven. He was created to be captain of the Lord's armies. Now he's the captain of uh, hell's armies and the children of darkness. He lords over the children of Belial and the wicked. And he was made to play spiritual songs unto God. His body is composed of musical instruments. But now he plays uh, the wickedness uh, to tempt men and causing them to live for the lust of the flesh and turn against God. So he was created to serve God. But yet now what does he do? He's not serving God, but he's still helping God. Now, that may seem like uh, a contradiction, but it's true. The devil, in a mysterious way, enables God to be himself. And you can accept it or not. You can deny it. You can run from it. But God is so sovereign that he can make the creation, give everyone free will, and his will still be accomplished. So you have a righteous will of God, what God would have to serve him and to be holy and sinless, but then you have the sovereign will of God that it's marching on. The kingdom is marching, whether you believe it or not, accept it or not, God's will will be done. So why would God make Lucifer knowing, because he's sovereign in his providence and foreknowledge, that he would rebel and become Satan. Uh, so I'm just going to give you a few very simple statements, uh, as, as I always try to do. Build a foundation, and then line upon line, precept upon precept. Um, so, number one, true character is always demonstrated. Your character, that's what you are in your nature. So you can fake it for a while. Eventually, the real you will come out. You know, I remember one time we took this guy hunting and we had Brother Gomez, it's really funny. We had three preachers in the car and this hunting guy and the hunter, and he goes, oh, I can't, he goes, you're preachers, I can't cuss. He said, you better not cuss. Anyway, he, he, he made it about 30 minutes. 
And then, I mean, he just started letting it rip. He, he said, I can't help it. I'm a cusser. You know, he, that's who he was. Eventually, the real you will come out. Lust, anger, laziness, uh, criticism, slander, materialistic. Or if you're hardworking, you're friendly, you're kind, you will be true to your nature. So true character is always demonstrated. And we are made in the image of God. True character of God will always be demonstrated. And the Bible calls him a man of war. Now, if God is a man of war, and we looked at in, the, in Ezekiel's vision, there was a man sitting on that above the throne, Ezekiel 1, Ezekiel 10. We are made in the image of God. Christ is the God-man. Then his character will be demonstrated. And if he's a man of war, you have to have an enemy. You know, I heard a military guy say one time, you know, I'm going to, that's my enemy. I'm going to fight him. I'm going to defeat him. I want to destroy him. I want to kill every one of them. Then he said, but it, when I do, I'm going to be very sad. And they said, why would you be sad when you killed all your enemy? He said, because I'm a soldier and I wouldn't have anybody else to fight. Because soldiers fight. They need somebody to fight. God is a man of war. Who will he uh, work war with or against? So number one, true character is always demonstrated. Number two, that, as I just said that, a little bit redundant, but that means God's character will always be demonstrated. So 1 John uh, it's 4, 8, God is love. There is no love without God. God will always love. That's not just what he does. He does what he does because of who he is. And see, everyone does what they do because that's what they are. Your behavior is simply a manifestation of your inward character. So the Bible says we are born not a corruptible seed, but of incorruptible uh, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. And so the nature of God is in us. And it says you become partakers of the divine nature by the promises that Peter told us. So God's character is always demonstrated. He will always have compassion and always be merciful. But he is faithful, but he's a consuming fire. He's long-suffering, but he is the judge. And he's a God of peace, but he's also a man of war. And if this is true, and it is, then God needs somebody to fight. Number three, God's character never changes because God never changes. Uh, he is immutable. That's the doctrinal word. Always was, will be the same. Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, I, the Lord, change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. He never changes. Now, you know the old saying out there, uh, God made dinosaurs, God killed dinosaurs. God made man, man's killing God. That's what's happening right now. They think they're going to kill him. If they can kick him out of the Supreme Court and uh, public schools, 
teach the Big Bang Theory, which is a theory in evolution. And I, I, was it Darwin that came up with that? He admitted on his deathbed, it's just a theory. There's nothing true about this. The, the survival of the fittest and all that stuff, he admitted it was a theory. Um, but if they listen to Madeline Murray O'Hare instead of the, the prophets and the men of God, they think they're going to kill him with science, technology, um, what's that stuff, uh, stem cell, croning, cyborgs, uh, man's going to become the higher man. No, he's not. He's going to become, he's not even going to be a man. Uh, with the way these things are going, but God's character never changes because God never changes. Uh, number four. So this is very simple, and we reach this conclusion. If you have rationale and logic, understand the foundation and the precepts. So God created Lucifer as the anointed cherub to serve him, Knowing he would sin, rebel, and fall, take part of the angels with him eventually, in order to create circumstances so that God could be true to his own character. That's all this is. Because without an enemy, without a tempter, without a battle, without evil, then God couldn't be himself. You say, how could that be? I don't know. I don't understand it. Uh, but, and, but read this verse. The Lord hath made all things for himself. Yea, even the wicked for, or the, the uh, wicked for the day of evil. There it is. I don't have to understand it. I can't explain it. But that's why God made Lucifer. And, you know, I know this is speculation. And I know that the last enemy that will be destroyed is death. And I know that after the battle of Gog and Magog and after the thousand-year millennial reign of Christ that, uh, and the Antichrist and all the followers will be destroyed at the battle of Armageddon and they will all be thrown into the pit and then Satan will be unleashed to fight the battle of Gog and Magog at the end of the millennium. But God doesn't need another war. He could live off of these wars he's already fought throughout eternity because he can live every moment in real time. He's God. But who's to say that another creature may not fall at some point throughout eternity? We don't know. Uh, how many, you know, according to the Bible, there was a world before this one. There's this world. There'll be a world after it. And there's dispensations within each of these worlds how do we know there wasn't a lot of worlds before this world? You see, a lot of people have this little puny theology that uh, God has basically been dealing with people for uh, 6,000 years since Adam. But it's not true. Uh, the Bible plainly says there will be worlds without end. Read it. Read it. The, Daniel said, of the increase of his kingdom, there shall be no end. This thing is going to go on and on and on, multiplying, expanding throughout eternity. So, you know, you think about a day with the Lord is a thousand years, and a thousand years is, is a day. Uh, and he winked at their ignorance. And we're looking at what are we going through in life right now and all the things that we're seeing come upon us. Uh, it's just a second 
on the line of infinity, of eternity, it's, it's just a dot on what's going on, and God will accomplish His will. I love this verse, Colossians 1.16, all things were created by Him and for Him. He knew. And a lot of times people can't handle that because they want a God that they would have. You know, it's like, we're going to go to the God Golden Corral. I'm going to pick the God I want, and I don't want that God. Uh, no, God is God, and He's not changing for anybody, no matter how politically correct they are and how they want the world to... To, they want a God that will accept what they're pulling or trying to pull. It's not going to work. So, everyone eventually will be true to their character. God is true to his character. We're made in the image of God. And so, when you think about it, all these things that have transpired, uh, you know, Satan still, he thinks he's going to win. You know, but he knoweth that he hath but a short time, though. At the same time, he knows. But he's deceived so many people. And all the uh, wickedness is the prince of the power of the air that has been duped and followed him. There's a lot of people that think Satan's going to win. And that somehow they're going to overthrow Almighty God. And we'll, it's a war. You know, this is a war. He's a man of war. The Bible already tells us what's going to happen. We already know what's going to happen. Everything we're seeing has already been prophesied that it's going to happen, and nobody could change it. You know, think about this. You know that principle that every nation receives the government that they deserve? In some form or fashion. At some point in the history, they made decisions that eventually led to God giving them that type of government. You know, that, that's what the Bible tells. And he sets up one king authority, he puts down another. You know, it's really weird. He uh, put down Obama, he put up Trump, he, he put Trump down, I know it's an election, but, you know, these are kings, but, and then he put up uh, Biden, all these things that are going on. but. As the rivers of water, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Now listen, as the rivers of water, he turneth it whithersoever he will. God can turn anybody's heart if he wants to. He doesn't want to turn this man's heart. He, he not, you know, you think about what happened with uh, Donald Trump. He was a total liberal. He had TV shows. He has casinos. He has beauty pageants. All sorts of stuff. <laughs> and he comes out of there and realizes, I don't believe in any of that stuff. I want to be a, a right-wing Republican. And he has a, a total 180. And you say, why did that happen? Well, the, 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 the Lord turned his heart for whatever reason. And this is what we need to pray for. You know, people aren't going to get saved if the Lord doesn't change their mind and turn their heart. Something has to change. So, uh, the devil's laughing right now. You know, like old Ozzy Osbourne with Black Sabbath wrote that song, uh, Satan laughed and spread his wings. Man, it's like, wow. You know, he, 
he, he did a dirty deed like ACDC done really dirt cheap. And he loves it, thinking he's going to get away with it. But the Bible tells us very plainly, God's in control. You know, we don't know what will happen exactly. We don't know how long it will last. But it's not about, once again, political parties, agendas, movements. This is all about God and His glory. So, you know, what happened to us? What in the world happened to us? I'll tell you what happened to us. We kicked God out of the public schools about 30 years ago. We kicked God out of the uh, Supreme Court. We taught evolution as truth. Many pe And people fell for it. They put professors who are evil men and brainwashed college students. Uh, this stuff's been going on. We're reaping what we sowed. That's, that's all it is. And you get the, you know, if you get a good leader, man, it's like a miracle. God's having mercy on you. But you get what you deserve. And this is what America deserved. And this is what we've done to ourselves. You know, and the sad thing is, if you're a member of a, a nation, you suffer with the whole nation. I mean, you're going to, you may go down with the ship. I mean, somebody else might have made a mistake, but we're all in, in this uh, nation together. So, let me just give you a couple of uh, observations about this. Number one, same thing happens. You and I were created by God and for God. Uh, I remember one time a, a young man who's just enlisted in the Marines. He came, he was our neighbor. He said, I have to ask you a question. I said, okay. He said, why am I on earth? He says, I can't figure it out. What am I, what am I doing? What am I supposed to do with my life? And he'd already enlisted in the Marines. I mean, he had no idea of the purpose of life. And so if you don't find your purpose and understand it, you're going to get off track. You're going to get sidetracked. You know, in the old illustration, which is so good, if you've ever, you know, uh, shot a firearm at a, at a firing range and, and a target, uh, you know, if, if it's an iota off leaving the muzzle, by the time it's downrange and hits the target, it could be a foot off. It could be two feet off. You know, and that's why they have those, uh, what do you call it, the muzzle brake, not the muzzle brake, but the, I uh, can't think of, the side end through the muzzle. We can get it generally, you know, your scope generally, but, you know, I told you this story. We had a hunter from Florida one time, and she had a terrible scope, low quality, you know how the baggage handers, handlers throw your luggage. And uh, so she was trying to come shoot a deer. And when we went to the sighting range, she couldn't hit a four foot by four foot target. And, oh, I forgot to tell you the bad part before that. I think she missed four deer, <laughs> which is not smart uh, guiding. But uh, she'd been to these other ranches. She'd missed like four deer. She couldn't hit literally the side of a barn. So we finally go to the side and ran. She couldn't hit a feed bag. And, and we had to get up so close to even get that thing semi-dialed in. 
But, you know, that's what's happening to America. You know, we're we, way back, we missed the target. We're so far off now. We're so out of, uh, it's like uh, it says in Timothy, you've turned unto vain jangling. That word means to miss the whole target. But we were made for God. And if you don't understand that, by the time you're 16, you're off target. What are you going to be when you're 25, 35, 50 in your golden years uh, as an elderly person? You're going to be way off. The whole nation has become way off. So then we have to ask ourselves this question, very simple, number two. If God's going to be true to his nature and character, which he is, which characteristics will God demonstrate on me? Which characteristics will God demonstrate on you? Because God's not changing. If you seek for mercy, He'll have mercy. If you And what does the Bible say? One thing God requires, a broken and contrite spirit. He doesn't want us to be perfect. He doesn't expect you to be flawless. He wants you to be sorry for your sin and to be broken over it. And if you are, He will demonstrate kindness, mercy, love, compassion. He will apply the blood of Christ and forgive you of all your sin. But it could be the other type. It could be judgment and wrath, a consuming fire. So this is a very important statement. Don't forget it. God is, will always be true to himself and will never change to please a man. God made everything for his glory. He will never give it unto another. Most people just don't like that. So as the world gets further left, further and further from God, they expect to just make up a new God that's all accepting. He's not going to have it. Uh, so, and then lastly, when we reach the real conclusion, if God is willing to sacrifice His only begotten Son for us, to be true to Himself, to be the man of war, to make all things, even the evil for the, or the wicked for the day of evil, but to have compassion and to sacrifice His only Son you know, how much more do we need to do that for somebody else? You know, to love the brethren, to serve others, to make sacrifices that cost. David said, I will give uh, nothing unto the Lord that doth not cost me something. That's a costly sacrifice. But God's true to His character and praise the Lord. If you're saved tonight, the Bible says in Ephesians 1, 7, you are accepted in the beloved. Amen. And that means God loves you. Now, God loves everybody. He's not willing that any should perish. For God so loved the world. You know why he did that and gave his son? Because he wants to bestow kindness to them. Love and compassion. He doesn't want to have to demonstrate his holiness and his judgment and his wrath. But... Every person gets the choice. Which of the characteristics of Almighty God will be demonstrated on me, on you? You know, a wise man would say, 
I choose love. I choose mercy, compassion. And then, you know, if God could do that for us, you know, we need to do it for somebody else. Uh, too much criticism, negativity, pessimism, too much anger. Uh, we need to use our energy wisely. We need to tell the good news that you don't have to die and go to hell. And, but we need to be true to zeal, conviction, fortitude, separation. John said, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Why? The love of the world is contradictory to the love of the Father. Come out from among them, be ye separate. Touch not the unclean things, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will receive you unto myself. So, I know this is difficult for some. It's the, I call it the T-bone. Get, get out your spiritual molars. Chew on it a while. Think it over. God is God. He knew what was going to happen. It happened for a reason. God's in control. It's a little disconcerting. No, a little. A lot of, is that a word? A lot of disconcerting. Very about what's going on. But what can we do about it? We can pray, wait, trust in the Lord. Amen. So he loves us. He cares for his own. And, you know, let's just see what happens. Amen. All right. Let's stand.